to Start Up Right podcast, our second episode, where I have the pleasure of talking with Ramsey Risk. Uh, you are the co-founder and CTO of IAM. You are also the organizer of Photo Hack Day. You are, as it says on your Tinder profile, developer, <laughs> photographer, <laughs> pianist, reader, and a recovering academic and an amateur. Um, I want to start with the, the last part, amateur. What does amateur mean here, and why is that included in the description of how you see yourself? I, I still don't know where you found that. <laughs> um, well, I swipe right, so that's the good thing. <laughs> I, because I'm, I'm an amateur at uh, all of the above. Yeah. That's pretty much it, right? Um, I'm into way too many things to be an expert at any individual one of them, so amateur. Cool. So, um, Ramzi, we met in 2013 uh, to a startup party where we both got a little bit drunk. Gave me some great piece of advice on life, which I'm still listening to. Um, and I was very, when I met you the first time, I was very, uh, very drawn to the passion you had for the field you were in, photography and technology. Um, can you explain a little bit first to the people who don't know what IAM is and uh, what is your personal story uh, to that? Sure. Um, so, I think we're one of the one of the earliest companies uh, that grew big out of Berlin. We are a photography company, whatever whatever that means. We started um, with a community supporting amateur photographers at that point, mostly um, mobile photographers, who everyone else was looking down on, supporting them to get the exposure that they deserve through um, exhibitions, through competitions, through um, publications as well. Built some apps, and then we grew that to around. Uh, 22, 23 million photographers today that uh, that use IM for the same purposes. They connect with one another. They they learn. They interact. Um, they get discovered. They get published. Get exhibited. At some point, we realized that um, obviously taking on VC money means that we also have to make revenues, and uh, we want to hire the best people. So we realized that um, we had an opportunity of empowering these photographers to make money with their photos, with that notion of making money together with our community as opposed to um, making money on top of our users. And we launched a marketplace to do exactly that. That was two and a half, three years ago, I think. The marketplace grew pretty well, competing with some of the, uh, the established people that are doing what they call stock photography. We look at it as a bit broader than just um, stock. The main challenge we faced was one that was aware to us from the very beginning, which is all of this content, you know, there's a huge volume of content that is that is being created every day, and the challenge that we have today is not one of um, not one of creation per se, but rather one of consumption, uh, one of discovery. So, how do we find the best images? How do we make sense? What how do we find the context of uh, of photos? And you only have to go through, you know, Facebook or Twitter or whatever to scroll down to realize that there's a lot of crap and there's a lot of noise. And um, so, our our vision was from the beginning understanding imagery, understanding visual media, and as we moved forward, we realized that this technology also had that, um, or that, that we need to build technology to automate the process of looking at that volume of content that is coming in and figuring out what of it, which of it can sell, which of it has, um, you know, has commercial uh, value, which of it has aesthetic value, and training machines to understand this stuff to, um, to automate that, that entire process. So this is where we are today, you know, we're we're a community in, in one sense, we're a marketplace in another, and we're an AI company in a third. And if I should just go back a little bit, so your own personal connection to photography 
where did that come from? Oh, I've been I've been taking photos since I was six years old. We were talking about that um, earlier. This this thing right here, noisy chair, mm -hmm. is what got me hooked. I mm. got this when I turned fourteen, I think. It uh, back then it was already around twenty years old, and I've been shooting with it since uh, since then. So uh, I've, I've always loved that. I've always loved the, the notion of being able to capture a moment and having that moment only mostly mean something to you rather than anyone else. And there's a lot of interpretation despite be, being a very visual medium. I can take a photo of someone and the look on their face could say something to me different than, than what it says to them. And uh, yeah, I've been taking photos since, since day one. And, you know, I was one of the very first people on Flickr. Uh, fell in love with that community and, and saw the potential of actually connecting people through technology. Mm -hmm. And then I studied technology mm -hmm. in parallel, and so it was like a natural natural thing for me to actually do both at the same mm -hmm. time. Because that's, thing, like, that's always the, the very impressive thing when you meet uh, a CTO uh, that is so passionate about technology. And, and I, I would call you guys a little nerds, you know, because you have to be a little nerdy to understand there's some so complex things sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, um, having this creative skills of, of like photography, can you feel that, you know, through the job of, of building IM and, and um, and also, you know, now you say you are an AI company. Do you feel that that these two skill set of being, you know, solving very complex things and using the creativity that's that's something that have benefit IM? Uh, definitely. I mean, yeah, we are nerds. We're all mm. nerds. But I'm I'm actually more of a photography nerd than a, than a technology nerd, right? Yeah. I I think nerds. It's yeah, whatever that meant a few decades ago. Today, it's kind of the age of the nerd, right? This is this is yeah. our time. Um, and uh, have, having the luxury of actually combining my, so to speak, the stuff I learned mm. with uh, with the stuff I'm passionate about that I also learned mm. definitely gives gives you an advantage. And I think no one can really build something to scale without having that that sort of passionate obsession with with what they do, be yeah. it technology or yeah. or be it photography. So um, you know, I guess you must hear that a lot, but. Uh, people compare, com uh, comparing IM to Instagram, um, how do you feel about that? And, and could you describe the biggest differences? Like uh, yeah, I think that's the question that gets <laughs> asked the most since 20, 2010. Um, we were here first, mm -hmm. funnily enough. Um, the IM as a community and IM as an app with filters and so on was there before. But I, I, I love Instagram. I, I think it's great. I think it changed a lot, of, you know, a lot of ways we think about communication. We think about, um, we think about, um, you know, documentation, and it's it's empowered a lot of people to to come out of their shell and mm. to show that they have skills. It's connected the world in an amazing way. So, um, I think Instagram is an amazing product. Obviously, also quite lucky mm. launching at the right time at the right place. There were a mm. bunch of other companies that was doing that were doing the exact same thing, that that failed. We. We never really ignored that messaging, you know, the Instagram mm. of Europe, the, the, you know, Germany's Instagram, whatever. We never saw ourselves as that. We saw that as a way to leverage mm. um, everything from getting VC money on board to getting press and getting marketing. But our vision was always different. We were never talking about um, documenting your life through mm. what we're doing. We're talking about empowering amateurs that thought they loved or had you know, knack for photography and helping them become, become better at it. And I think I think they're, the two are very complementary. Mm. We we tell our photographers that they should be on Instagram. That's uh, where you get uh, the reach. Uh. But if you want to earn money and if you want to sort of 
you know, make it to become a professional, then, then I am the place. Yeah. So besides, um, you know, the product itself from I am, you also just, um, you have this I am photography festival from Marco September. Um, mm -hmm. This is the fourth time you're running it. Can you tell a little bit about why you guys are organizing that next to the app? Is that the community? Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. So I mean, I mean, the community has always been the heart and soul of, of everything that we do, and uh, we we started the very, very, very first thing we ever did with I am was an exhibition and a festival celebrating the three thousand odd photographers that mm. uploaded photos to some stupid website that I built back in two thousand ten. So uh, it's it's an intrinsic part of um, of us, of our community, mm. of our brand, and the fact that it's the largest photo competition in the world doesn't hurt. And the fact that we can bring people together to talk to technology and, and art mm. and, um, and the business, the marketplace, uh, and connect these with one another and have a you know, nice little party doesn't mm. hurt either. Mm. It's, again, it's, it's one way of, uh, that, we, that we give back to our community. Mm. We celebrate the photographer of the year, the winners of the competitions. And these people get a lot out of it. I mean, last year, I think, the <clears throat> last year, the photographer of the year got sort of a three-month trip to Asia with some major top photo agencies, uh, uh, you know, just because he won the mm. photographer of the year. So it's, it's a pretty big event, but uh, it's at, at heart, it's just celebrating the community and the creativity. Okay. So uh, another product Already. you recently, <laughs> recently launched was the videography. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell a little bit more about that? Yeah, I mean, not, not much, right? It's, uh, it's a natural next step. Um, mm. There's a lot being created with video. I think video has seen this amazing, uh, amazing evolution over the last few years with everything from um, from Boomerang to, to Snapchat. You know these short format um, content. People were asking for it, and we're we're experimenting with it. Mm. It's it's still very early days. Mm. It's to us just just another one of an experiments that, mm. that we do a lot of experiments with both technologies and and products. And uh, we said, why not? You can still be as creative with with video. Slightly more challenging, I think, than than with photography. But we're we're playing around, seeing where it goes. Cool. So um, another question about technology yeah. if we go more deep like i'm not a nerd in that so i'll, I'll try to stick you're a nerd stick to my <laughs> stick to my paper here TechCrunch recently said that im beats google ibm and amazon and microsoft and other companies in for image organizations which is pretty great pretty amazing mm -hmm. so how must the cto feel about that <laughs> I, I don't trust TechCrunch to be honest. <laughs> Uh, obviously, we'll I had, that. <laughs> obviously, I had a lot to do with uh, with uh, with that. Mm. Um, so I mean, there's two sides to it, right? Yeah. There's there's the validation. Yeah. This is not bullshit. This is mm. actual fact. Mm. You know, we ran benchmarks where we outperformed all of these guys, and the reason is a lot of this AI stuff is driven by data, and mm. we have access to data in a way that mm. no one else has yeah. because we have the community that provides us on demand more or less with whatever we need. So. And, and we were using it in a very applied, very specific uh, uh, purpose, which mm. is automating that process of every photo you upload becomes available commercially and, and how to figure that out. Um, that being said, everyone is doing AI and everyone is talking about AI and it's kind of like that at this mm. point. But Everybody's talking about big data, but nobody has it. Pretty much. I mean, we have the data, yeah. right? And we have an amazing team that works on this stuff. I would be, I would be kidding myself. If, if I told you that 
you know, had the people at Google working on computer vision read that article and decided we need to destroy these guys, they, it would take them a few months and they would beat us at mm. this game, right? Because Google versus IM, a mm. hundred times bigger and, and uh, 10,000 times more resources. Um, it's a snapshot in time, put mm. it that way. It's a snapshot and it's a, it's a very good one. I think uh, it's a great validation for what we've built, mm. but um, we, we move forward. I mean, press is typically meant for the outside world, not, not for the internal. It's freaking amazing, congratulations. Um, so you're planning speaking at South by Southwest in 18 mm -hmm. um, about will AI change the creativity of the future? Um, do you think AI will be more creative than humans? So that the title of that article was supposed to, or that, that talk was supposed to be, will AI change the future of creativity? Mm -hmm. So make okay. mistakes, right? Make make mistakes. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, this is this is something that interests me yeah. actually way more than than beating Google at a benchmark. Um, I think what we're seeing here is a seismic shift in in terms of how we look at work, how we look at productivity, and we are stuck in a world. We were talking about this earlier. We're stuck in a world that, in a lot of ways is still following the rules or shaped by the rules of um, you know from two and three generations ago uh, I, I do think it will genuinely change AI or whatever you call it I mean it's, it's calling it AI is just sexy calling it uh, uh, matrix multiplication just makes people you know, roll their eyes it's it's not intelligence it's not artificial intelligence it's very highly optimized you know algorithms that are really good at, at statistics mm. and yes they will change a big 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 part of how we work because pretty much everything that can be automated will be automated and pretty much everything else will be augmented one way or another mm. and why do you think this topic is so close to you i mean a variety of reasons i think one of them is the fact that we're building something for photographers, for photo editors, for, for image curators. And at the same time, we're saying we're training algorithms that can decide instead of you, weak human, um, they can decide what is good and what is bad. And people are genuinely terrified by this. Mm -hmm. No one is terrified that, by the fact that a calculator can, can do math better than we do, but they're terrified by the fact that an algorithm can say what is beautiful and what isn't. And, and to me, it's, I mean, I started getting interested in this when I realized that just pure technology and being passionate for it is not enough. When you see the, the community that we're serving is actually scared by this. They're, they're, they're worried because some of them also work as photo editors and we're telling them the whole job of curating photos, fully automated, the whole job of curating content. You sit down and you try to figure out what a brand identity is and then you show them images that... Uh, that fit that brand or corporate identity and they can run their marketing campaigns with, we're, we're saying we can automate a huge chunk of that. We can take the photo, wait, take the whole manual labor out of it and say this photo will engage with that target demographic on this platform um, much better than that photo. So to me, it's, I think it's a bit of a responsibility on the one hand and it's, I guess, intellectual curiosity on the other mm -hmm. and definitely, uh, you know, a good dose of, trying to understand, you know, having some sort of social responsibility, trying to understand what the actual impact is of, of building technology like that, that does threaten jobs to a certain extent. Mm. Interesting. Um, if we should go back a little bit to IAM and mm -hmm. you guys building IAM, you are four founders yeah. and you basically been together for the last seven years. Mm -hmm. And we all know having co-founders and being together is basically a merit. 
uh, more or less. How would you say that you know you guys have dealt with that? <laughs> this helps. <laughs> I think it's yeah, it's it's definitely a challenge. It's oh. definitely the longest relationship I've I've, I've been in. Um, definitely the most annoying one, but the reality is, I think. Same, same as with uh, with marriages, you have you have a responsibility that goes a little bit beyond you. You have a, I wouldn't call them children, but mm-hmm. your your child is your company, your team, your your community. And we've we've grown into our roles. We started from 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 the very very early days. We were aware of what our strengths were, mm-hmm. what our weaknesses were. Obviously, mm-hmm. we all have pretty huge egos. That makes it a bit difficult to mm-hmm. admit when we're wrong, but. We've we've learned to uh, we've learned to work together. There's mm. a ton of challenges. There's challenges every day. But um, the one thing that is super interesting is, no matter how how um, how hard it gets, no matter how much we fight, no matter, at the end of the day, when you know when when shit hits the fan, for lack of a better term, you you know that mm. you know we've got each other's back, mm. and we have a very you know we have a shared value set, and that foundation just basically helps us survive everything else Mm -hmm. and i guess something that that also is like when you think about you know seven years in startup life is is dog lives more or less right it's like it's quite a long time um have there been times and also recently where you kind of said like okay my my job is done here i i build a great community i am this this integrator do you still feel hungry for for new things that you can create with this company yeah, I mean, full, full. You know, to be to be honest, there's always doubts. You're always you're always doubting, and I think if you if you stop doubting, then you get you get lazy, and, uh, and then you die. Uh, we're not at that point that that we go like you know our job is done here. There's mm-hmm. there's always enough to do. The the trick for me is actually to always try to find the the, the motivation somewhere. Mm-hmm. And for the for the first many years, it was always. Um, obviously, the community and the product is just amazing motivation. It still is to a certain extent, but uh, you sometimes get used to it, right? Yeah. You get used to um, the term is, I think, uh, hedonistic uh, adaptation, which means that just when, when, when something good is happening, all the time just, it becomes the norm. When something bad is happening, that becomes the norm. So a lot of the things that would inspire me back in the early days stopped mm. at some point. Obviously, there's still moments where uh, you know some 15-year-old photographer somewhere in uh, in northern Finland makes a few thousand dollars a month and can finance their whole summer because of a photo they took on IM, and that's sort of an amazing source of pride. Paying out the first million dollars to to amateurs, just mm-hmm. there's always these moments. But day in day in day out, I think the the main thing I get out of bed for is mm-hmm. actually at this point the team, the, mm-hmm. the family that we've built, the team that we've built. The, both the sense of responsibility and sort of, I guess, I'm regularly kind of a little incredulous about the fact that I get to work with pretty smart people who, who wouldn't hire me if I applied to work for them. So uh, it's a bit of a luxury. <laughs> so you always have but, to start uh, the game. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's it, right? That, and that's enough motivation for now. So uh, a last um, philosophy, kind of philosophy questions is like I, I have a friend who. I think it was two days ago we talked about life over a very big bottle of wine mm-hmm. and we talked about you know this thing about suddenly you look back and you are in a position where you've been for a very long time and then you look back at the other path of life you could have chosen 
And then she read a poem to me is that uh, life is about finding peace with your unlived lives. If you could think that you could have a chance going back seven years and not even doing IM, it kind of sounds like you know you found your send point because technology and photography, but do you sometimes think that there would be something else that you would have spent the last seven years on? If yes, what? <laughs> Bam. So two minutes no, left. No, <laughs> it's not. It's not the question. It's, uh, it's not a very philosophical one, actually. Uh, I think I've been asked that question probably second this month to the half as much as any as often as, as the Instagram one. Okay. It's a good question. There's always different paths. Um, my latest answer. When, when someone asked that to me three days ago, uh, coming from yoga, so very zen. Um, my, my latest answer was uh, seven years ago, Bitcoin was, was at um, 0.01 dollars per Bitcoin. So I would have bought a ton of Bitcoin and, uh, and then retired. I, I, I don't know, I, I've, never, I've never looked back and tried to sort of go down a different path. I think I, think I was born sort of happy with uh, at, at, at peace with my unlived lives, so to speak. Mm. There's there's no point. I'm very mm. I'm very realistic. There's a ton of things I could have done better. There's a ton of things I would have loved to do, but this is who I am and mm. this is where I'm at, and I'm kind of happy with it. So, cool. Would have probably done it again. Last, uh, I I guess there will be a lot of uh, I am fans and followers that are gonna see this podcast. Um, Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, basically all in here. <laughs> but uh, can you maybe last thing reveal a little bit about what what is the future of I am? What is gonna what is gonna happen? What is gonna be the next things that people are gonna see from you? Uh, I mean, a lot of the stuff that is that is. There's a lot of stuff I obviously can never talk about. We we experiment a lot. We've been experimenting a lot from from day one. I, I I do see us growing to be, you know, to be a really big player in the in the space of empowering people for the content that they create. And I think that's something that is becoming more and more interesting. Um, I just learned about this website called Patreon that does the same thing where you can get people to pay for your content creation. The whole the whole model, put it this way. And this is maybe not exactly I am, but uh, this whole this whole model of uh, of social media and of mm. ads running on social, uh, the same same as the whole model of news, is something that is I think slowly destroying our world. Mm. And uh, I'm I'm happy that we found a way where we can exist as a business and survive as a business and grow as a business um, without without sort of leveraging people. Mm. We're working together with them, and I think that will continue. I see us growing to. Uh, you know, there's a ton of amazing new features coming out, um, partnerships and so on that will hopefully, you know, get to a point where we have the first 10,000, 100,000, 1 million photographers living off of this, mm. purely off of, off, of, um, off of what we do at IM. And on the other hand, on the technology side, I think we, you know, always pushing that, that envelope and trying to get to the point where, uh, to get to the point which, you know, or the furthest point possible where machines can augment our creative processes empowering us to go back to actually doing what mm. uh, what analog photography is all about which is you know breathing out holding your breath seeing that beautiful moment and, and pressing that shutter and not having to worry about anything that happens after uh yeah so you know, maybe maybe that symbiotic relationship will 
develop a bit further and become become one morph into one being. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to uh, follow the journey. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ramsey. My it was pleasure. A pleasure. So, You're so almost it's the only way, only way to catch up, right? Yeah, so only as intelligent as four years ago. Thank you so much. Good. And thank you all guys for coming. Thank you.